rule of in our daily lives in our daily lives i can't talk amen amen our gospel today comes from the book of mark john was baptizing people in the desert he preached a baptism of changed hearts and lives for the forgiveness of sins all the people from Judea and Jerusalem were going out to John. They told about the sins they had done. Then they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothes made from camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. This is what, people, this is what John preached to the people. There is one coming later who is greater than I. I am not good enough even to kneel down and untie his sandals. I baptize you with water, but the one who is coming will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to the place where John was. John baptized Jesus in the Jordan River. When Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven open. The Holy Spirit came down on him like a dove. A voice came from heaven and said, you are my son and I love you. I am very pleased with you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Can I just say, I'm really grateful that uh, this Sunday fell on a small seed Sunday um, because in the midst of current events and the turmoil and civil unrest and just everything in the news this week, there is something so wholesome about getting to share some time with our kiddos and talk about baptism. Our children's message from Pat today reminded me about new life, which of course is inspiring right now as we move into this new year. And I also really enjoyed the conversation that we had with the kids before our message, our message even started. We always start our small seeds time on Zoom with a prayer and a check-in and a scavenger hunt. And I always try to make some of the scavenger hunt uh, items related to our story for today. And so I asked the kids to find me something wet. Um, and someone brought wet wipes and someone brought my, so I badly brought my soda bottle. And then I asked for the kiddos to bring me something that reminded them of peace, like peace on earth. And we had kids talk about their beds and how their beds were a place of peace and sleep for them. We had um, Hadley brought one of her mermaids um, because that was very peaceful to her. And Gabe, whose baptismal anniversary was last week, brought his banner that he received at his baptism. And I was just like, oh, you just really know exactly what to bring right now, huh? And so for, for me, what I brought was I put up an image behind me of a dove with an olive branch. And I asked the kids to tell me a little bit about why this dove with an olive branch rec, uh, rec, uh, represents peace. And our kids immediately went to the story of Moses and the great flood. 
and how Moses and his family sent out doves to try and um, get to find out if there was dry land somewhere, anywhere. And the doves would return empty-handed. And then finally, a dove returns with an olive branch. And so this idea that this dove bringing an olive branch is a sign of hope and also peace. And so then we talked about the story of Jesus and his baptism and um, the way in which we imagine and see and hear the Holy Spirit coming down upon Jesus like a dove, covering him, falling upon him, all of the ways in which in Jesus's baptism, we see the dove, the Holy Spirit, as this peaceful, quiet hope and peace coming upon Jesus. And I'm grateful that Gabe brought his baptismal banner because he didn't even realize it and the kids didn't realize it when he first showed it. But on that baptismal banner was uh, a large white dove. And so I asked Gabe to show it to us again. And I was like, hey, what's that there? Um, which was a wonderful moment for the kiddos. And so we spent a lot of time talking about baptism yesterday. And uh, it makes sense because today is actually, it's not just, you know, the Sunday that we read this text. It's actually, a, you know, Holy Sunday, a holy holiday where we, holiday means holy day, but it's a holy day in our church, uh, the baptism of our Lord Sunday. And there's a lot of things that often happen on these days in congregations. It's a day where we often have baptisms, where we do affirmation of baptisms, either for confirmation students or for the entire church assembly, which is something that we're going to do later as part of our creed today. Um, and it's something that we don't do very often. I know I have um, personally been trying to bring our reminders of baptism sort of into the forefront. And so that's why on Small Seed Sunday each month, we always have a Thanksgiving for baptism. But sometimes, especially when we haven't done a lot of baptisms very frequently, um, we kind of forget what we promised, what our parents promised for us, what God promises for us. And so in preparation for today, um, last night, cause I always, uh, I always try my best to, uh, wait until the Saturday that we have small seeds to do my final sermon writing. I have all my prep done and all my commentaries and some outlining. Um, but the kids always bring up something for me. That's a little different and rather than rewriting, which this week after Wednesday, I probably would have had to do anyway. Um, I was able to sit down yesterday after meeting with all the kiddos and look back on our baptismal rites in our hymnal um, in the Evangelical Lutheran Book of Worship. And we start baptisms with um, baptismal promises. And so maybe this is these are the promises that parents and sponsors and godparents make to a child who's being baptized, or if the person being baptized is old enough, the promises that that person makes to God. And we promise to live among God's faithful people, to hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper, to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to serve all people, following the example of Jesus, to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. And when we're asked this, we say, I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. 
And we also invite the congregation to promise support to those baptized and to pray that for them. And our congregation says we do and we ask God to help and guide us. And then we all go into a profession of faith together. And it's not just the Apostles' Creed that we say most Sundays, although we do say that as part of this profession, but it begins with renouncing the devil and all the forces that defy God, the powers of this world that revel against God, the ways of sin that draw you from God. And we say together, we renounce them. And then we profess the Apostles' Creed. And all of this, keeps making me think about how I sometimes forget about all of these pieces in our baptism. Even our Thanksgiving for baptism, which I wrote when our small seeds first started, is very focused on just the new life, just the forgiveness of sins, just the being made new, which is incredibly important and we cannot lose that. But as much as I love to talk about God's promises, sometimes it's easy to forget about the promises we make to God and to one another. And the last couple of days I have lost sleep. I have been exhausted trying to pray as much as I can to listen for God in the midst of the turmoil in our country and trying to find ways to speak out against violence and white supremacy and all of the ways in which this broken world continues to just tear us down and is really causing so much fear and worry and heartache and loss around us. And so it's not totally surprising to me that I was drawn to baptism today. Because I don't know about you, but a new life, a new world, a new kingdom sounds pretty great these days, especially through Jesus, especially from God. I know I need that. And so needing that reminder of peace, the spirit like a dove in the storybook by Arch Archbishop Desmond Tutu, I love how the spirit covers her wings around Jesus like a dove, that it's not just falls upon or floats down. It's this like loving embrace. And then we hear the words from God, this is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. And I like having that reading for our kiddos along with the Mark gospel because Mark's gospel is a little bit different. And I appreciate that for Mark, Mark really wants to get at that this world and the separation between us, between humanity, between creation and God has been so vast that the Holy Spirit actually tears apart the heavens. The word used in Greek is sort of violent and it pulls and rips and tears it apart. And we can hear that as sort of, um, reminiscent of what we've been going through in our country with the divides and the tearing apart of communities, but we can also recognize that for Mark, the tearing, the pushing, all of that is from God tearing away the veil that separates us, showing that there is nothing in this world that can stop God from coming to us, from covering us, from wrapping arms around us and being here in this. 
And I just love the imagery from Genesis 1 of God's creative and incredible light in our world, in all of the cosmos, cosmos, the God who began it all. And I love that in the original Hebrew, when it says a wind from God swept over the face of the waters, that word wind is also breath, also spirit. I love the imagery of God's spirit sweeping over the waters of earth just before God declares light into existence. A reminder that this Holy Spirit has been part of God's creative work in heaven and earth since the very beginning. That beautiful imagery of God's breath and God's spirit flying, soaring, participating with creation. And I am so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that image of hope and peace and breath of life, that new life that we are all so needing right now. And for Jesus in his receiving of the Holy Spirit and his baptism, it's a reception of just complete love. And for us today, maybe our scripture readings can be a reminder of the Holy Spirit soaring over creation with breath and life, with hope and peace. Maybe our readings today can remind us that God does have a voice, and that voice is one that can do anything. And in Mark, God chose to use God's voice for love. I just want to pull that in again. So our psalm reading reminds us that God's voice thunders. God, God's voice can bring down trees and mountains and deserts. And then in our gospel today, God uses God's voice for love, for Jesus. Jesus spent the remainder of his life, death, and ministry bringing this love into the world. Jesus shared this love in his ministry through healing, feeding, and being in the presence of those in need, he shared this love by speaking out for the marginalized, by calling out the powerful, by sitting around the table with anyone who came to gather. Tax collectors, soldiers, male and female disciples, sex workers, widows, children, the rich and the poor. Jesus loved each and every one of them because Jesus loves each and every one of us and calls us to a table of peace and hope. Jesus shares this love on the cross. Jesus went to the cross to bring us, to bring the world new life and new hope and new peace, even when it's hard for us to see it. Jesus rises from the dead to make us new to give us new life in our baptisms, to adopt us, to tell each one of us, you are my child and I love you. You are mine, I love you, I am pleased with you. Even if we don't deserve it or we don't think we deserve it. So in the midst of this time, through a pandemic, through civil unrest, through questions without answers and whatever we might be feeling today and in this coming week, Jesus covers us, wraps his arms around us, and fills us with the Holy Spirit, the breath of life, the wind of God, shares with us this same love that Jesus receives. And Jesus takes any of our unworthiness and all of our favor, failures and still calls us God's children. Because in our baptisms, we profess our faith in the one who defies all evil, who removes our sin, who brings us new life. We promise to live among God's faithful people. 
We promise to share in the good news that we find in baptism and communion, and we promise to proclaim that good news through our words and our actions, serving all people as Jesus did, and striving for justice and peace in all the earth. And we can't do it by ourselves. We promise to do these things, and we ask God to help and guide us. And so for us today, for this week, we pray. We pray that we can continue to fulfill our promises to God, to one another, and that in this, God will continue to wrap God's arms around us, to pour out the Holy Spirit over us, and to help and guide us along the way. Thanks be to God. Amen.